Welcome to LCF Unfiltered. I'm your host, Ro, an LCF women's wear alumni with a passion for change. As a person of colour in the fashion and creative industry, I have seen and experienced firsthand how we are often overlooked, misunderstood and mistreated. We see a lack of diversity in high positions within the industry. Racism is a widespread social problem. However, the structure of the fashion industry makes it harder to raise issues around representation, racism and inclusivity. Because of this, we have to put our best foot forward and let our strongest voices be heard. And this is exactly what LCF Unfiltered is all about. It's the opportunity to build a safe space for POC creatives without judgment or expectation and to give a platform to each of these voices whilst highlighting the talent and skill that is often undervalued. With the possibility of hearing from the few influential names we look up to in the industry, we as a community can learn, educate and understand together. This is not a podcast to cancel or to exclude anyone. Instead, it's a chance for us to demand change. Welcome to the very first episode of LCF Unfiltered with me, Ro. I'm so excited to share with you all some of the most inspiring and amazing creatives of today, starting with a personal favourite of mine, Mr. Ashley Lloyd. Um, so Ashley, thank you for being a part of this adventure. Thank you for inviting me here. Um, so for the people who don't know who you are or know your work, would you mind introducing yourself and helping us frame the conver- conversation by outlining exactly what you do? Yeah, Sure. So my name is Ashley Lloyd. I'm a British fashion designer. I create ready-to-wear women's wear garments. Um, I've been designing since 2012. Um, I had the vision to create my brand. Um, And since then, I've just, you know, evolved and changed and done quite quite a lot in that space of time. Um, I actually created my brand... um, from growing up in a single parent household, I witnessed quite a lot. Um, my mum went through abuse with my father um, and just seeing the strength of her um, and what she overcame during that time frame, being like a strong black independent woman, um, cliche to say, but she is. Um, and it gave me the vision to really zone in on that and create a world where these women actually exist because I find that when it comes to black women sometimes we can get they get lost in this notion that you know um the world can only be dominated by a specific race or gender um I witnessed with my mom it wasn't like that she done what she had to do to make sure that she provided for her child and seeing that just gave me a true inspiring sense of wow I wanted to create a world where these women actually exist today um and I describe my pieces as being like armor that women can wear on a daily basis to fight any battles that they go through um and I find that you know through the use of creating these intricate yet um delicate in the same breath um pieces it really speaks volumes to that particular woman that strength that that beauty that inner power that a lot of black women exude 
that's honestly that's such a beautiful message uh it sounds like you have one amazing mother um that's for sure sure do (laughs) (laughs) we definitely got a lot to thank her for Um, (laughs) (laughs) um okay so obviously have you always been a creative like from young was it always a creative path for you or you know was this something that grew as all of these life you know experiences happened I describe myself like definitely as an all-rounder creative um growing up I actually I actually dabbled in drama and theater studies I actually went to secondary school like every child but after school I used to go to another school where I studied drama and theatre studies oh, wow. um kind of worked as my agent as well so they helped like get bookings with a few little gigs and adverts that I'd done which looking back now was so embarrassing but it brought me to here to where I am today so yeah. I've always been inspired by the creative field on a whole um so I don't, I mean, yes, design is what I do. I'm a, I'm a women's wear designer, but I classify myself more as a creative because I'm all round in every sense of yeah. the word. But yes, from a young age, I've truly been inspired by, by anything creative. And my mum's sister, um, God rest her soul, she actually passed away. Um, however, she, when she was going out um, on like nights out with her friends and stuff, she would always be like, oh, should I wear this? Should I wear this? Like asking me all these questions. And I was like eight years old. And I'd be like, no, wear this one, wear that one. So I think she kind of saw that I had an eye for fashion. And before she passed away, I had this vision to create my brand. And she was like, you need to like really go for it. I really believe that you can do this and what have you. Um, so I created my brand and then I went back into studying and also, which I think is very important for anyone that is a creative to, yeah. I mean, being a creative is amazing and no one can take that talent from you, but also having the education behind that does help in terms of pushing you to where it is that you need or want to be. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, I remember when I first met you all those years ago and you were selling your stuff on Spitalfield Market. Um, yeah. I thought that's, it's years ago now. Um, yeah. So it's like complete full round circle of when you, you know, you started your brand and you were selling to now continuing with your brand and being in your, like in studies whilst doing that, which is something a lot of people, you know, wouldn't do because that that's a lot of stress for someone. I mean, it is, it definitely is. But I think that if you have a vision and you stick to that, then you have to do everything in your power to ensure that, you know, you follow that message throughout in every single way possible. And especially me being a black gay male at that. I mean, people look at my designs and they're like, wow, oh my gosh, it's it's beautiful. It's this, it's that. But we we know being black we have to make sure we work 10 times harder than anybody else because unfortunately um we are stereotyped we are judged we are looked at in a certain way and i don't just want people to see my work and be like okay yeah that looks cool i want people to also know know this this guy has the education behind him to ensure that he can provide the specific service that he's saying he does do you know what I mean um as well as to be honest with you I find that in terms of like um working with other brands if you want to do that being a like creative director or pushing the boundaries in terms of fashion because sometimes we can just get stuck in this notion like okay I'm a designer and that's all I'm gonna do but there's so many different levels to fashion that you can touch upon and still you know 
do your own brand or create your own garments or your own message. Um, but I find, I honestly find that having that educational standpoint behind you, especially as a black creative is crucial and it's very important. Yeah, no, definitely. So like for you personally, as a black gay man, what does that mean to you to be in fashion? Wow. Um, I would say I have, I strongly believe that I have a huge, a huge message and it is a huge responsibility. Um, growing up for me, um, it was very difficult, um, you know, battling with my sexuality. I struggled quite a lot at a young age and it got to the point where I actually was, um, suicidal, um, over that. Um, I mean, do you know what I always say to people that like we all have to go through challenges in life and I grew up in the church. So I know that, you know, like my nan installed that in me, like God puts you through certain things, but God also gives his like um, his strongest messages to his to the hardest soldiers. Do you know what I mean? Like that a lot of the times people that go through the toughest battles are the ones that really show out and prove and I I know sometimes I, I don't get a chance to look back and think wow you've done quite a lot in in a short space of time but going back to what you were saying being black and gay in this industry is not easy sometimes you know once again you're kind of looked at in a certain way like okay he's he's cute he's this he's that and that's why to be honest with you a lot of the times you might find the odd picture of me on social media but I don't want my brand to be just focused on me or a face or I want my work to speak volumes for itself um I think that like I said I have um a huge responsibility on my back because I know what I went through growing up in the Caribbean culture especially like how it can be and even though things have changed a lot now um there are still a lot of young people battling with their sexuality or you know battling with themselves, not really understanding who they are or how to really manoeuvre in life. And I want to show people that, you know, through God, number one, but also through knowing yourself, knowing your worth, you can achieve anything. And don't let anybody hinder you just because you might be gay, black, straight, whatever. Like that is just one part of you um, and should not define who you are or define your character and I don't allow people to put me in a box where they think that I will be comfortable to sit in because I will always break out of that that kind of mold and be who I am not for other people but for myself because you know unfortunately a lot of people um go through the the notion of like I always want to say like pretending in all to please other people and I very much don't do that I am who I am you either accept me or you don't yeah I think you're definitely the perfect example of being who you are and getting what you want when you work hard for it so yeah, yeah like props to you for that you're doing amazingly um so do you think within fashion that there's enough black representation or even enough POC representation and celebration within the industry I mean, no, there is not. Um, and I don't just think it's in fashion at all. I think it's media, it's the, the, the world in general. I mean, when you look at any country, but let's focus on England. We are such a, a huge melting pot of different cultures 
of like every single race, color, like, and when you look at the representations that you see on TV, yeah, how many you know black people do you see on primetime television, or um, compared to white people, how many? Um, Asian people do you see it's, it's the comparisons are just no it's not enough at all yeah. sorry about the noise I just want to say I live in Brixton so you know you're going to hear some sirens from time to time right. we'll keep it <laughs> but, real that's how it is yes yes but um, no I don't think that there's enough representation at all and it's a shame um, because you know we live in a society we live in a world where there are um, like like I said it's such different cultures and the fact that we are not represented the way in which we truly are a lot of the time sometimes we are even when we are represented it's either watered down significantly to please others and I think it's just unjust because when you look at you know um other races that is not what happens at all and for me personally when creating my brand, I also thought about the type of models and stuff that I want to work with as well. So I ensure that my people, and I'm talking about like black female models are represented a lot in my work because that is my background. That is where, that is, that is what I see on my day-to-day basis. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that that vision is followed throughout my work. Um, but no, there definitely needs to be more. And the reason why there needs to be more um, representation of different cultures is because we can only speak for our culture or our background or where it is that we come from ourselves. We cannot allow other people to convey those messages for us because then our true representation and our message is completely lost. Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's one of those things that over the past... God, what, three years when it comes to the media and representation, we've definitely seen this kind of trend to get people of colour into adverts and like to the point where every advert is person of colour or a mixed mixed family in there, whether they're mixing it with, you know, a white and a black woman to have some mixed child it's definitely been something that seems like a new trend that I'm kind of sick of seeing because it's not there's no authenticity with it there's no sense of real meaning it seems like it's very much so oh if we just do this you know people be happy yeah and it's, it's it's good that you said that because it is a fad it's like okay let's do this for the here and now and touching on what you said as well it annoys me when these representations of us are in the media or are in fashion and the people behind the scenes are not of color yeah because then it's like how are you able to convey this message if you don't even know the true story or message behind what it is that you're conveying and that is a lot of the times where the change not even a lot of the times, that is where the change needs to happen. It needs to happen behind the scenes. The people that work for these companies, whether it's magazines or, um, you know, behind the scenes at Fashion Week, uh, we need people of different ethnicities behind the scenes working to ensure that things like, you know, blackface, which has happened on quite a few huge fashion shows, doesn't take place or 
things like you know misrepresentation within media doesn't happen um because if we have those those people from for example the black community working behind the scenes that you know have that educational standpoint behind them um when it pertains to fashion or the media then i highly doubt that that representation will be misrepresented yeah no it's definitely, it's definitely something that needs to be worked on this whole form of misrepresentation it just it can't continue no. um, it's something that we have to try and push for um obviously that's very hard and you know many people just don't listen um we i mean we see this with black history month coming very very soon very fast approaching and we know that there are so many brands and so many businesses that love to give this one month to portray the latest black model the latest black designer um black creative or anyone doesn't even need to be in like as you said the fashion industry but anyone they want to portray in the media as being great but once again they're only great for that one month of support after that they're forgotten exactly and this is why like i said going back to um my original um my original statement i make sure that i use black models within my work a lot because it, it 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 is meaningful to my brand. It is meaningful to um, my background, my heritage, where I come from. Um, and it's something that, you know, if I'm a black male and I am inspired by, you know, my mum seeing the things that she has gone through, then I need to be able to follow through with that message completely. And it doesn't, it doesn't, um, I'm not saying that to say, you know, I wouldn't work with, other models of course I would but I'm going to make sure that my sisters are represented throughout fashion because there's a lot of them out there doing their thing um but not a lot of them are walking in the bigger shows not a lot of them are doing the big campaigns and it's unfortunate that that is still taking place today we saw that with like Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks where you know um they were like, they were put pit against each other in a sense for jobs. And that is something that still takes place today. Like the things that go on behind the scenes is just crazy. But it's unimaginable. People generally don't realize what it is and don't seem to see that as much as like the whole fashion industry is portrayed as bitchy and terrible and nasty, that some of the things that actually go on are very much race orientated. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of great things in fashion, but unfortunately for a lot of us, we have to deal with the worst. Yeah, and if you sometimes, well, <laughs> if you stand up and you do make noise about it, oh gosh, that's a whole nother problem. However, the more of us that do have use utilise our voice in the best way possible to ensure that the things that we are trying to change, we are seeing a change for life, not just for a month or two. Because as you said, like Black History Month is just we're, we're presented a, or a certain way for just that month. And it's like, okay, so are you trying to say that for the rest of the year we're in hiding? Because <laughs> but you know, I, it's only there for a month and then... Yeah, like, it's like, what, 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 it's just crazy. And don't get me wrong, like, of course, it's, it's beautiful to see that we are um, represented or, you know, we are um, acknowledged. Yeah. But it shouldn't just be for a month because at the end of the day, every single day, you see black brothers and sisters putting out work, whether it's through music, 
fashion, film. So really and truly the representation, the, the, the flowers that we should be given should be throughout the year, not just that one month. No, definitely. That's how it should be. So obviously you're currently studying at LCF doing women's wear. Um, how have you found running your own brand and being at LCF at the same time? So um, I actually, when I first started in LCF, I actually was in the process of redeveloping my brand. Yeah. Um, I had been in the process of that for like around a year because as you know (laughs) creating a brand anyway is a lot of work so and I already had my brand but I wanted to revamp completely so um it was a lot because as you know the studying is intense um so I had to really like manage as my time as well as obviously you know we all have personal things going on as well COVID um was something that was like and still is like out there it was just a lot going on um however I managed to get it done through grace of God and literally just made sure that I allocated time to study time to get you know my photo shoots done time to sort out you know what clothes are going on my website what's going on here what's going on there like it was it was intense um but I would say to any student out there that you really have to manage your time the best way possible. Get yourself a diary. It's going to be needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I lost on these courses and have the amount of work and pressure like run away with you. So yeah, definitely agree. A diary. Uh, you need a diary or three. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that seriously, like the work is intense, but it is so good. Like, what you are taught at LCF is absolutely amazing. And if you want to go into the luxury field of fashion, LCF is where you need to be for sure. Um, so it, it was, it's an amazing experience to be studying there. Um, yeah. But to do it alongside my brand, like having my brand as well, doing music videos, doing um, campaigns, it's, it's a lot of work, but I managed to get it done. Yeah, I don't sleep a lot as well either, so I think that's, that helps. <laughs> it definitely does. Not great for your health, but it's great for fashion. Yeah. I mean, I drink a lot of coffee, and you know, but it is what it is. I have, I'm on a mission. <laughs> no, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think every fashion student seems to have more coffee in them than they do anything else. Yeah, and a lot of Red Bull too. <laughs> yeah. So um, can you tell us anything that you're currently looking forward to, whether that's something ongoing at university or something that you're working on with your brand? Well, I will be going back to university in a few weeks. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited about that because, you know, um, I mean, it's a lot of work, but honestly, I, I absolutely love it. Um, the tutors there are amazing. The students are amazing. So I'm definitely looking forward to going back, seeing a few of my friends because I haven't seen them throughout the throughout the summer. Um, and I have it's been obviously via Zoom or what have you. Yeah. Um, and in regards to my brand, wow. Okay, so the last month has been crazy. Um, I've been working with an artist called Miss La Familia. Yeah. So um, I'm doing a number of projects with her. You might want to check out Wireless Festival. Um, hey, yeah. Too much, but I think I've kind of 
enough. <laughs> so, um, and a music video of hers actually just dropped. So, and you can see my pieces in that as well. Um, and I've been working on festivals, music festivals with her amongst doing other music videos as well. Um, campaigns with beauty brands. I've just had a lot of stuff going on. Um, there's some stuff that I obviously can't talk about, but yeah, yeah that can give you a bit of a heads up as to what is expected to come. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely had one busy summer. Yeah, yeah, it has been. But you know what? I'm not complaining at all because if you put, you know, that energy out there, you set your intentions and your manifestations, then that is what's going to happen. You're going to get what you asked for. And this is what I asked for. So I'm not complaining at all. I love every minute of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely deserve all of these good things coming your way. So amazing. Um, So about like education, do you Mm -hmm. think that it's inclusive or do you think that, you know, we need to try and create a more inclusive educational environment? Like, how do we do that? Um, There's, I think with anything, there's always room for improvement. Um, Would I say it's inclusive? I mean, it goes back to what I was saying about Fashion Week and, um, you know, the media and stuff. Um, If you have students that are from a multitude of different nationalities and different cultures and different backgrounds, then really and truly your tutors, your teachers, the people that work in your establishments should also, you know, be of that you know, ethnicity, those cultures, so that that way communication is not lost, messages are not lost between student to tutor, um, worker to manager. Um, So I definitely think that there's always room for improvement. Um, One thing I would say is crucial for um, schools, universities, colleges to have is a safe space for these kind of conversations to take place. Um, I find speaking to... um, a lot of students at various different colleges and universities, one of the things that I hear them say a lot is that there are not these spaces where they feel comfortable enough to say anything or to feel like they have a voice. Um, Me personally, I'm very outspoken. I say what I mean, I mean what I say, and I kind of have no gray area. Um, It's very black and white with me. Um, So, I mean, places that I have studied before, I have had to really like put my foot down um, with certain things, especially being like I'm classified as a mature student. So um, I'm not going to sit around and allow myself to be um, taken advantage of in that sense. Um, And especially when I see other students that may not necessarily feel that they have a voice, but, you know, they're being pushed in different directions or made to feel less than that I'm definitely going to speak up about something like that for sure if I see that. Um, But definitely safe spaces need to be created so that these types of conversations should take place. There should be like weekly meetings where, you know, students from different backgrounds and ethnicities can come together and have these types of conversations with tutors to outline, you know, what changes could be made for a safe environment for them to be in. Um, because you want your students to feel like, you know, they're part of a community. And a lot of the times, a lot of students, if you're at secondary school, primary school, whatever, walk into the establishment like, okay, I'm just here to study. But there's so much more to that. You spend so many hours a day in these establishments and you want to make sure that while you are there throughout those hours that you are there for, that you feel that you are protected. And that's one thing I feel being black, being gay, especially, we don't feel that. Um, 
we don't feel protected within society. So to answer your question, there's a lot of changes that could be done. Um, but it's about having these conversations with the higher ups in education to make sure that this can happen. Yeah, it's about finding a good understanding between everyone and a middle ground so that they get where we're coming from and how they can best for us. I agree with you. I think after yeah. studying at LCF, it's something that we all need to take into consideration is how different ethnicities feel while studying and what is necessarily needed just to make the overall experience just even more amazing than what it is. Yes, definitely. I mean, studying at LCF in my last term, we done uh, a project called Better Lives where we spoke about diversity heavily. Um, and it's a conversation, like I said, that is is needed because that is the only way change can happen. Um, and it doesn't. It cannot just be a conversation where it's like, okay, we spoke on Monday and the conversation doesn't take place again until like, you know, another month or two's time because then by then there is no room for change. It needs to be a constant day-to-day conversation we need to be seeing um an actual an actual change not just through word of mouth but through the use of you know expression or through the use of ensuring that there are like i said safe spaces conversations are taking place that you know um there's more um students of different ethnicities actually having a role within these changes whether it's through you know um making sure that I don't know you have a different like a, a varied um representation of student rep student reps which yeah. um at the, at the beginning of each term they all they do that but rather than just having like maybe one student rep maybe have like three or four even I know it might be much but at least that way if you do you can have different student reps from a multitude of different cultures where they can speak to each student individually from those cultures to ensure because at the end of the day what we go through as black people is completely different from what someone from asia would go through do you you know i mean oppression is oppression however oppression is also varied so we need to make sure that you know if we are having student reps from a multitude of different backgrounds that they are able to break down this communication so that way the message is not lost because i find that um, whether it's fashion, like I said, or media or what have you, that is the key where the change can happen. It's almost like a game of Simon Says. And, you know, like through that game, it's like one person says this, they pass it on to the next person, they pass it on to the next person. But through those moments of passing on the message, something is always taken out. So by the time it actually gets to the final, get, the final message gets to who it needs to, the message completely changed. And a lot of the times this is what occurs through studying, through fashion. Um, it's just watered down and we need to cut that out and make sure, you know, these conversations are going to the right people at the right times to ensure that this change is not something that is just a five minute change or just a here and now. And it's something that is um, something that can take place forever. Yeah, it's like permanent, you know, we just need those permanent actions so everyone can feel like things are changing. Um, So lastly, what would you say to anyone who is looking to get into fashion as a person of colour? Wow, I mean, I'm going to say to you, you're going to have a challenge on your hand. Um, But I think 
being a person of color that is something that we are used to do not let that hinder you do not let that stop you do not let it make you feel like okay i'm gonna just give up because this is too hard um work your butt off do not um allow anybody to tell your story or your message that has to come directly from you um there are going to be some bumps that you're going to face along the road um there are going to be some challenges some hurdles but as long as you make sure like i said for me i wanted to go back into studying so that that way no one could take away my skills and my abilities because yes you might see all the nice garments that you see on instagram or on my website but know that i have the education behind me to back up what you see um so make sure that you study 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 work 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 to ensure that you get the qualifications that you need that way when you do walk into those offices when you need to apply for a job or anything you are qualified for that role and it should not matter about your color your race your sex your gender whatever as long as you're qualified for that role and you can do that role to the best of your abilities that is what should take precedence um another thing never give up on yourself um a lot of the times I think that um, I've seen it with my own two eyes, like students are like, oh God, I can't get this done. I say to people like, what you say is what you manifest. And don't get me wrong, it, it's hard when we live in a society like this where there's so much negativity in the world. If you have to get you some crystals, if you have to get some sage, you need to do what you need to do to keep your aura positive at all times. Um, and that's something that I do. I make sure that, um, I'm always surrounded by positive people. I keep my friend circle very small for that reason because um, I don't allow negativity in my space in any shape or form. And I think that be, being a student and running a label or trying to work within this industry because of how hectic it is, the amount of changes that take place. Like fa fashion is something that is evolving. It's always changing. Always need to be able to keep up, and it's not the easiest to do um but you want to make sure that you're always in a positive mindset because that definitely does help a lot um and another thing as well just research um research different different fashion designers different stylists that are black within the community get to know who these people who these people are because at the end of the day the more of us that work together the louder the voice is. A lot of the times, um, and I think this stems back from slavery, where you know you had um, darker-skinned um, slaves working in the fields, where the lighter-skinned slaves worked in the houses. And from that point on, I mean, I think that in the black community, we a lot of the times see each other as competition, and that is something that I notice a lot of the times. And rather than looking at each other like that, we need to be working together to ensure that our story is told in the correct way. For me, I don't look at anyone as competition at all. The only person I'm in, I'm in competition with is myself. Um, and I think that is all, how we all need to look at um, life in general to ensure that, you know, we're putting our best foot forward, where we're putting ourselves in the ranking where we need to be. Like, I don't come from a rich family. Um, and everything that you see me doing has been from the ground up, literally like Drake, like started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> literally, and I make sure that 
even if it means I don't sleep, that what I need to get done gets done. Because unfortunately, I have attempted to, you know, have a seat at, you know, you know, that terminology, you have a seat at the table. And as we all know, like being black and being creative, sometimes that seat is not offered to you. And that's fine. So therefore, I chose to create my own seat and my own table. And I think that that is the notion, being a Black creative in this world, this current world, this current climate that we live in today, that is how the mindset you need to have, um, especially going into this field. If you're not going to be offered a seat, create your own seat, create your own world so that that way you are in control of your story, your message and your destiny. Thank you so much. That is such a lovely message and definitely a way that we should all look at, you know, viewing ourselves that the only competition is ourselves and that if you can't find that seat yourself, then you create your own table. So thank you so much for being a part of this and being a part of my very first episode. Thank you. (laughs) So do you want to just maybe give everyone an idea of where they can find your work? Cool. So you can find me on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Ashley Lloyd underscore INT for international. And my website is www.ashleylloydint.com. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you. it's been lovely talking to you. It's so great to hear your opinions and your experiences. For anyone else that is watching this or even so more so listening to this, um, that wants to get involved with this I'm sure if you give me a message or LCF a DM on Instagram it's definitely something we can get you involved in um, until next time we'll speak soon thank you thanks bye. for having me bye <laughs> join us next time where we'll be talking to Basma Malik and Adashola Adajar Even when our mothers are pregnant with us, our careers are already decided by our families. Almost all non-white designers that I know explore the topic of identity. Thanks and see you next time.